Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to your struggle with food, weight, and body obsession with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, Certified Health Coach, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. Hey guys, I am so excited to announce my Transform Your Cravings one-on-one program. If you want to take the topics that we discuss on this podcast and really take it to the next level so you can stop yo-yo dieting once and for all while finding peace around food and finding body confidence, then I invite you to work with me through my Transform Your Cravings program. Through the program, we find the root cause of your emotional eating, overeating, and poor body confidence and transform that into a healthy relationship with food so you can leave the drama behind and maintain a healthy weight for good. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, then book a call with me where we just sit down, we get to know each other and see if we are the best fit for each other. You can find my link in the show notes. Okay, my friends, we are talking about choosing happiness today with Caitlin Cuevas. (laughs) Caitlin is the owner and founder of Think Happy Co. She is a lover of French roast coffee, but who isn't? Um, Golden doodles and pump up music. She believes happiness is something we each create for ourselves and that you are in the driver's seat of your own life. Outside of work, she's a mom to Eleanor, a wife to Oakley, and a dog mom to Guppy. Welcome, Caitlin. It's so great to have you here. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. And I just have to say, ever since I've met Caitlin, she just exudes happiness, I feel like. (laughs) Just to let you know. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, you are a happy person. That is so Um, nice of you. Honestly, a huge compliment. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, So, Caitlin, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into the work around happiness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I always feel like silly at answering this question. I'm like a little bit about me. Like at what point do I start (laughs) telling like, like, does this start at day one? No, I won't do that. Wherever you want to start. (laughs) I mean, we, we have about, no, (laughs) Yeah, you're like, okay, Kaylin, not day one, please. (laughs) Just kidding. Totally kidding. Um, so I live in Houston, Texas with my husband, uh, Mm -hmm. Oakley and our daughter, Ellie, Eleanor, Ellie Mm -hmm. for short. And, um, like you said, in the introduction, my golden doodle guppy, um, on, I guess a little bit of a personal note. So I love teaching fitness classes. Um, in addition to French Rose coffee, I also love (laughs) Tex-Mex, which is huge Mm. here in Houston. Um, if you're listening to this in any other state and you're going to try to tell me that your Tex-Mex is better than ours, Uh I I will fight you. (laughs) It is just not. You don't mess with Texas, right? You don't, (laughs) at least not with our (laughs) Tex-Mex. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love spending time with my family and, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And Mm -hmm. then professionally, uh, so my background is in marketing. And then a few years ago, I wrote and published a book called Think Happy. It actually was published right before 
the craziness of COVID in 2020. I remember. Oh, wow. I know the timing, like <laughs> literally could not have been planned like that. Yeah. I remember I had um, a release party scheduled and then the, like a couple days before it, the restaurant it was going to be held at emailed and was like, hi, we're having to close like, because oh, no. all the quarantines were starting and, mm-hmm. you know, back then we didn't know what we were yeah. getting into, how long it was going to be. Mm-hmm. feels kind of like a long time ago now. Um, but anyway, so that idea for my book thing, Cappy has continued to grow. And then last year I launched my podcast called the mm-hmm. think happy podcast, plus, um, a life and wellness coaching company called think happy co. So really I'm not very creative with the different names of, of all of my things. <laughs> but I think there's something to be said of like, my, like my podcast, lose your cravings. I have a Facebook group, lose your cravings. Mm -hmm. And then my, my coaching program, I did change it up a little bit and it's transform your cravings. But I think there's something to be said with like that consistency and continuity and like people know who you are, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. That thing, happy girl, all her stuff is called that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then to answer your question Mm -hmm. about how I got into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it all started, gosh, and this was years ago when I, I kind of started realizing that people kept asking me the same question over and over. Okay. And that, that question was, how are you always so happy? <laughs> and the question kind of like at first it kind of took me by surprise. Like, um, I, I wasn't really sure how to answer it because the truth is it's not that back then or right now, I'm always like, quote unquote, so happy. But what I do do is put forth just continual and intentional effort to live happy. So that has now morphed that like intentional effort has now morphed into my mission for everything that falls under think happy co now, which is just to teach women intentional and proactive methods to help them reclaim and sustain their own personal happiness. Cause mm-hmm. we all can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love, um, the, the word or term intentional effort. Um, yeah. because I think in any kind of change, if we want to make change anywhere in our life, whether that be around our mindset, around food, um, exercise, there needs to be some sort of intentional effort, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's so important. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, Mm -hmm. it, and like, you'll be able to relate with this also with like all of your yoga stuff that you're doing. Mm -hmm. But when I'm teaching fitness classes, one of the things that I constantly am telling clients is intentionally engage your core. Like, don't Mm -hmm. let that be a passive movement, your core, you know, the powerhouse of energy, it's protecting your back and just all of this stuff. That's kind of how I think about being intentional with happiness too. You know, it's so easy to just relax the muscles and your abdominals and still get a really great workout, Mm -hmm. you know, to let it be passive. But if Mm -hmm. you're intentional about keeping your abdominals engaged, you're Mm -hmm. just going to dial it up a notch. Same thing with happiness. You can go through life just being reactive and letting happiness be passive. And you can still probably live a pretty good life, but if Mm -hmm. you're intentional about it, it's just going to crank it up. 
Okay. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think about that, like in mindset work, especially like around body image, if we just let our brain go, I think, I think of like our brain as a toddler, like a toddler with a knife, you know, (laughs) like if you just let your brain go, it's going to come up with some not so nice things about yourself. Um, so when I work with my clients on body image and even just your relationship to food, you know, it's really that like intentional work and staying Mm -hmm. focused and, you know, training your brain, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. So do you find that with, with your clients and the work you do in regards to happiness, um, as far as like, they kind of need to be intentional and they need to train their brain in a way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that it's one of those things, you know, practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you're always practicing being intentional with the decisions that you're making and, Mm -hmm. um, how you're letting certain circumstances affect you, if you're constantly to your point, working that part of your brain, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just going to continue evolving, continue getting stronger. And, um, I've been reading a book about, um, the compounding effect. It's actually Mm -hmm. called the compounding effect. Okay. And so I just can't help, but think about how, you know, like one small, excuse me, you know, um, making one small intentional choice can really just like grow and grow and grow and grow and just become a way of life. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, so Caitlin, I really love your approach to happiness and the idea that you can choose happiness. And even though, you know, we can't really control our circumstances or what's happening to us, we can control our reaction and what we do to mm-hmm. it, you know, yeah. or towards it. Um, so for people listening who may be skeptical of this theory, um, or belief, or it's just a new concept to them. Like mm-hmm. I know at one point this was a new concept to me. <laughs> yeah. Know? Can yeah. you break down this theory and maybe give us some examples? Oh yeah. I would love okay. to. Um, before I start, I do want to note that there are absolutely exceptions to what I'm about to say. And mm. Like there are things sometimes that are just wildly outside of our control, such as what's going on overseas right now. Um, that doesn't change my core belief and what I teach to my community, but I did want to first just take a moment to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, the thinking behind choosing our personal happiness and controlling our personal reactions is actually pretty simple. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, I know it's great. Um, so, and it goes back to something that I say a lot, uh, you know, on my Instagram and on my own show. And that is that you are in the driver's seat of your own life. So here's what I mean. As the driver of your car, you make intentional decisions, right? So you pay attention to which direction you're going. And if you're like staying on track, staying on route, you're constantly maneuvering and adjusting. And ultimately as the driver, you're the one that's in control of getting to your destination. So if you give up that driver's seat to 
to someone else, then you are no longer the person that's controlling getting to your destination. Um, and I just, I think that this is a lot how life and happiness are also. So life circumstances can and will without a doubt come around and they might tempt you to give up your driver's seat, but Mm -hmm. that seat is yours, right? Like that seat is yours. Um, you control that destination. And as I'm sitting here saying this, it's making (laughs) me think of another example. Have you ever seen the movie, the holiday? Yes. Yes. Does that have Jude law in it? It does. Okay. Yes. Yes. And like Cameron Diaz. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, so it is my husband's favorite Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and like we watch it all the time, not on Christmas, but (laughs) (laughs) so you might remember this. I bet some of your listeners will too. So there's a scene in the holiday where Arthur, who's like the older guy, um, is telling Iris who, uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah. Is Iris. Yeah. Okay. So Arthur is telling Iris that, you know, in the movies they have characters who are leading ladies. And then they also have supporting characters who are the leading lady's best friend. And then at that point, after Arthur tells Iris that Iris says something that's along the lines of, yes, you're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life. Mm. And I think that being the leading lady of your own life is very similar, just the same as being in the driver's seat of your own life, which is also just the same as choosing your personal happiness and controlling your personal reactions to circumstances. Yeah, definitely. I love, I love the analogy of the driver's seat and how you mentioned, um, like getting out and letting somebody like you wouldn't get out and let someone else drive and like reminding, like, I think that's a great visual to like remind myself, like not to let other people drive my life and like, I need to stay in the driver's seat. So I think that that like hit home right there. Um, and when did you, come to realize this theory, like, was there something that happened in your life or like a certain event that happened for you where you're Mm -hmm. just like, I need to take the driver's seat. Yeah. I honestly cannot pinpoint like a certain time or a certain event that Mm -hmm. led me just to have this way of thinking. Okay. Um, I feel like primarily it was just me realizing kind of over time that if I wanted something, I was going to need to work for it. And then being, then just thinking to myself or realizing that having a happy life is not an exception to, to that belief that if I want something, I have to work for it. Okay. So gotcha. that's, that's not a very like fun answer. <laughs> it's not a dramatic story behind no, it. No, no, no. Quite as good as, as the holiday. <laughs> right. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. It's just curious. Um, yeah. Um, and you know, I know before I started working on my relationship to food and my emotional eating Mm -hmm. that I really thought that the world was just happening and that like things were just happening to me. Right. And that I didn't have control over how I felt. Right. Mm -hmm. I would blame my sadness on other things, um, things that I didn't have control over, or I would blame my loneliness on the fact that I didn't have a partner or I wasn't in a relationship. Yeah. 
but really through coaching and working on my relationship to food and my emotional eating, I realized that I was in charge of my own feelings and understanding this was really a game changer for me. Um, so really how is understanding that you're responsible for, you know, your life and that, you know, life doesn't happen to you change your life. Yeah, that's honestly such a good question. And I want to start by saying that it's not uncommon to have those feelings that like, Mm -hmm. uh, these bad things are happening to me. Um, if I had X, I would feel so much better. And, you know, so if you're listening to this and you find yourself in a cycle like that, Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up over it. That's just the first thing that I want to say. Um, instead reframe that, give yourself a pat on the back for recognizing that you're having those feelings. That is the first step. And now that you've recognized it, you can start addressing it. So, um, I could like totally nerd out on reframing. Um, (laughs) Like as you were, as you were saying that Mm -hmm. I kept thinking, you know, like that's so normal and it happens to me. And, you know, even for us, I'm sure that like, there's still times that you notice you feel like that. I totally get oh for sure the pity party. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think it's just, um, important to be able to recognize when you're there Mm -hmm. and, um, change it unless you just constantly want to be in a pity party, which doesn't sound fun. (laughs) No. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, um, to answer the actual question Mm -hmm. that I think you asked me. (laughs) Um, so I feel like under, or like starting to not come to terms, but starting just to understand that we each are responsible for our own lives. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is like how it changed my life is just, I think it turned me into more of a go-getter if you will. So I think it's just such an empowering notion that you can control you. Like it's so simple, but I think Mm -hmm. it's so empowering and, you know, you can accomplish great things. Just all you have to do literally is set forth with continued intentional effort with, Mm -hmm. you know, a plan in place and just keep on keeping on. Um, people say the world is your oyster and it might be cheesy, but you know, I I am here for cheesy lines sometimes. (laughs) I think that that (laughs) one, um, it's totally applicable here. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And yeah. Yeah. And I love how you, you mentioned reframing and recognizing, mm-hmm. like just recognizing, I think is like that first step to change, like awareness oh, yeah. and recognizing what you're currently thinking or how you're currently thinking. Um, and I know I, I use this with my clients a lot too, is just recognizing like, what are your current thoughts and beliefs Mm -hmm. around your body or around food? And we need to recognize that and like, and own that before we can shift and change it. So, um, yeah, yeah, just recognizing and having compassion for yourself too, you know, like, oh yes. Could not agree more with you on that. Absolutely. I think especially as women, um, Mm -hmm. it is, so difficult for us to have compassion for ourselves yet. So easy for us to have compassion for other people. Um, 
And if we just redirected that back to ourselves, just how much better would we feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I 100% agree. Like as women, we're just, we're caregivers, right? That's kind of like in our DNA. Like we create yeah. life and we have babies and <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I mean, that's like what we were kind of designed for. Um, and so we mm-hmm. still have that in us, even though we, you know, we do do different things. Um, you know, a lot of us work, um, and, but we're still caregivers at heart. I think, you know, whether you have children or not, you want mm-hmm. to give to other people or Absolutely. give to your work or give to your church or your community. And we take care of and have compassion for so many other people. But then when it comes to ourselves, you know, we're, we don't have that. So, yeah, no, it's so true. And, mm-hmm. um, something that I love teaching about and love talking about is the notion of filling your own cup first. Mm, yes. And totally. I I just think that that you know, if you take the time to fill yourself up first, you are able to in turn give so much more, which so that's a win-win because mm-hmm. you're filling yourself up and you're giving even more than you could have had you not taken the time and energy to fill yourself up first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I 100% agree on that. That's yeah. so, so valuable. Like that yeah. right there is golden. <laughs> gold. <laughs> yeah. So gold. Um, so I want to kind of touch on setting boundaries, <laughs> yeah. um, because I know that this is like women that I work with, this is a really hard thing. And it kind of goes to like us as like wanting to give and we're compassionate towards others, but we're not mm-hmm. necessarily taking care of ourselves. Um, so how can setting boundaries create <laughs> or help you create more happiness in your life? Gosh, there are just so many benefits to setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite examples right now with boundaries, and it's literally all the rage. I'm sure all of your listeners are just going to be like <laughs> shaking their head. Yes. When I say this, um, it's, it has to do with cell phone addiction. Oh, so yeah. yes. So my take on this is to approach cutting back on cell phone time in a manner that is sustainable and can mm-hmm. be built upon. Okay. i.e. not making drastic habit changes that you'll stick with for a week or so, and then go right back to your old habits. So mm-hmm. also probably similar to something that you teach a lot, um, would be, uh, like fad diets where mm-hmm. you're like cutting out all sugar or all carbs and just expecting yourself to stick with that for the rest of your life. Right. You know, it's, it's just not always, if ever realistic, So if you incorporate some boundaries with your cell phone time, you can gradually start to cut back on screen time. And if it's okay with you, I'll give like a little example um, of what this could look like. It's actually something that I am in the process of right now. So um, when I was prepping for this question, I was like, yes, I have this (laughs) real life, literally real time example I can talk about. Um, so one of my personal boundaries is no social media while I'm laying in bed. Mm -hmm. So I go through cycles with this boundary and I'll start off really strong, just like really sticking to it. Then I'll gradually just start to bend the rules for myself. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is it is literally so gradual that I don't even notice that I'm doing it. 
And then before I know it, I'm just like well on my way to being a, let me lay in bed and scroll my phone type of person, which Mm -hmm. I don't want to be right. Mm -hmm. So once I get to that point, I reset the boundary for myself and the cycle starts again. So I started becoming aware of this cyclical trend that I was finding myself in with this boundary. So last month I tweaked it. I tweaked the boundary. And, um, so instead of having my boundary be no social media in bed, I now have my boundary as being no phone in my bed at all. So that still means no social media, Mm -hmm. no email, no texting, no checking the weather, like none of that. And so I've realized that if I allow myself to lay in bed and just like roll over and check the weather, what, what the weather is going to be like tomorrow morning before I even know it, I'm like clicking on Instagram or, or something that's just an unconscious click. Mm -hmm. And so my goal here with like tweaking the boundary was to address more of the root cause of this like habit that I was in. So some of this is literally going to make me laugh because what I'm doing is a little ridiculous, but Mm -hmm. it's working. So yeah, Yeah. if there's something that I want to do on my phone before I get in bed, I literally stand at the side of my bed with my (laughs) phone (laughs) and because I'm standing and just like not cozy in bed, it's so much easier for me to put my phone down when I'm done doing whatever it is that I'm doing, because I want to get in my bed. Right. Yeah. And then this one is like even sillier. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever had a time or multiple times where it's like, you're laying down in bed and the lights are off and you realize like, wait, did I set my alarm? Mm -hmm. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So when that happens to me, Mm -hmm. I like roll over and I don't even pick up my phone. I keep it like laying on the nightstand and I mm-hmm. like tap it. I don't do the face recognition because I would have to pick up my phone if I did that. And mm-hmm. I type in my passcode and I just look to see if my alarm is set all while not picking up my phone. And then I'd like click it off <laughs> and roll back over. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And I mean, yeah. you, you say that they're silly, but I think it's sometimes like these silly things that are so powerful and that can help us. Right. That can support us. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's just like, it's one of those things where, so now incorporating this boundary, it mm. has such a bigger impact than just cutting back on my screen time. Right. So mm-hmm. it's helping me go to bed on time and fall asleep faster and get more restful sleep. And then as a result of all of that, I wake up on time and I start mm-hmm. my day more productive because I'm not groggy. And mm-hmm. so this one boundary that, you know, I've really been trying to get a hold on just as having so much of a bigger effect on my life and my general happiness and all because I just stand by my bed with my phone mm-hmm. instead of get in it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love how many positive benefits that this one boundary has created for you. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's not just it's not being cool, on your yeah. phone, but there's so many other benefit benefits of absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I know that like social media and just being on my phone, that is something that 
I've been looking at lately and just kind of like reconfiguring, like how do I want to use my phone and what is like the best strategy and stuff. So I think that's something that we do all struggle with. Um, So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, especially for, you know, small business owners, Mm -hmm. it is a struggle because that boundary can get really blurred between personal time on my phone and business time on my yes, phone. Yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there like my hands raised right now. <laughs> That's me. Yes, literally. <laughs> I know. I always use that emoji uh, with the girl raising her hand. Yeah. And, and that's me right now. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so what would you say is if you could give um, the listeners just like your top either strategy or tip mm-hmm. for, and I just put in quotes, thinking happy, but just yeah. to like maybe... What's one thing they could do to create a little more happiness in their life? Yeah. Um, this, so I had a hard time like figuring out just one. And okay. so <laughs> I think that honestly, my answer would change like week by week. So, so right now at the time of this recording, mm-hmm. um, I'm in the middle of making some updates to one of my workshops. That's about, um, regaining and reallocating wasted time. So like Mm. my brain is like kind of really focused on that. So Mm -hmm. my tip is going to be geared towards that. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, and essentially the workshop teaches you just how to create the time that you need to start actually checking things off of your to-do list. It goes, it mm-hmm. teaches you how to prioritize your to-dos and how to create a game plan that you can actually stick with. So you get through all of your to-dos. Mm-hmm. So a big part of this is identifying the time that you're wasting throughout the day. So with that being said, my current like top strategy or tip would be to become aware of the time that you're wasting so that you can start putting that time towards something that better serves you. Mm. And that could, could, and probably will look a little bit different for each of your individual listeners. Right. And it even looks different for starting at the identifying your wasted time. Some people could be wasting time by going back to the cell phone example, Mm -hmm. by scrolling on Instagram, but then maybe other people are wasting time by things in their house, not being set up efficiently. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're walking back and forth and back and forth when maybe if they had put all of, I don't know, all of one similar thing together, they wouldn't right. be having to walk back and forth. Yeah. Other people could be wasting time by doing a task that really only needs to be done once by doing it multiple times. And so what I mean by that is, um, I had to have a client who, uh, she's a recruiter and she realized that one of the biggest ways she was wasting time was rereading all of her notes from each of her conversations with, um, like people that she was going to be placing for jobs. She would reread them right after she finished the conversation. She would reread them as she was 
transcribing them. She would reread them as she was preparing a presentation for her boss. She would reread them before she um, had a follow-up conversation with them. So she was doing this one task over and over and over. And she realized, you know, there has to be, I'm wasting so much time reading these same notes over and over. Mm -hmm. So she ended up like pinpointing certain times that she would reread those notes and being able to say, okay, this time I didn't actually need to reread those notes. Like that was just to make myself feel better, but that was an unnecessary five minutes. Whereas Mm -hmm. there were other times, like maybe when you're preparing for a follow-up conversation with that candidate, she was like, no, that was a good time to reread the notes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's just one example of how, or a few examples of how we could all be wasting time differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just becoming more intentional with that time, having it serve us better. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that I would love to do is just go through my day and look at like where, or how could I be more efficient? Where am I wasting time? Mm -hmm. Because I think, um, that'd be beneficial for everyone. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, now how would like adopting this idea and working on thinking happy, how could it change someone's life? Like why would somebody want to work on this and be intentional? Like we were talking before, like, um, yeah, having that intentional effort. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone were to adopt this strategy of, you know, becoming more aware of the time that they're wasting. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is going to be another silly answer. I hope your listeners (laughs) are like, Oh, this girl, I hope they're not just rolling their eyes. Um, (laughs) um, but so, you know, that post, or maybe it's a gif that's on social media and it has like Beyonce dancing. And it says something along the lines of you have the same number of hours in one day as Beyonce does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So not to be dramatic, but that's true. Mm-hmm. No, it is like we <laughs> yeah. all have 24 hours yeah. in a day. And somehow she is just able to accomplish so much inside mm-hmm. of that time that we all have the same amount of. So the key to time management and just, or the key to that is time management, right? Mm-hmm. And just being able to best use your time. So if you're becoming aware of the time that you're wasting or not making best, the best use of that, I think is really just the first step to just being a master at this time management and being Mm -hmm. able to be so efficient, get through, um, whatever you want to in your days and, you know, being intentional with, with, uh, your actions and, um, just where you're spending your time and making mm-hmm. sure that you save some of that to back to what we were talking about earlier to fill your own cup and to serve mm. yourself first. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah, no, that was okay. it. That's okay. no, that's great. I think just like that, Good. that time management, um, piece I'm actually, um, working on a talk 
um, I haven't titled it yet, but mm-hmm. it's just a quotation of too busy. So a lot of yeah. people I talk with, they're like, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy to do this or too busy to do that. Um, so, so yeah, I know a lot of people struggle with, you know, being too busy or just being, um, thinking that they're too busy. And so going through and working on that time management and looking for those, those, um, times throughout the day where you have some wasted time and mm-hmm. reallocate it to things like filling up your cup. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Creating that happiness. Absolutely. I love Absolutely. it. Awesome. Here for that. <laughs> so Caitlin, how can listeners stay connected with you? Yes. Uh, I am on Instagram. My handle mm-hmm. is at thinkhappy underscore co. That's just C-O. And okay. um, you can find me online on my website, which is thinkhappyco.com. Again, not very <laughs> creative. <laughs> All things think happy. <laughs> right. And your podcast. Tell us yes. about your podcast. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, this is how I met you. I know. <laughs> Tell it us about is, it. It is. Um, so my podcast is called the Think Happy Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, new episodes come out every Wednesday and it is split 50-50 between solo episodes where I teach listeners on a lot of topics that are really similar to what we've talked about here today. Mm -hmm. So, um, things like boundaries and, um, self audits just to help with your, your time management screen time, you know, all of those are topics, um, that I just am passionate about. The other 50% of shows are interviews where Mm -hmm. I bring on, um, women and we, gosh, um, in the, some of our most recent conversations, I had a, um, let's see here. We talked about creating friendships as adults. We Mm, had a conversation. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's Um, a hard one. It is a hard one. I know. Um, oh, I had one of my friends on who is, she has a home organization company. That was a really fun episode. Um, we had on, a one, an amazing woman who is a corporate badass, who Mm -hmm. is also a mom of two. And we just talked about, you know, balancing, um, work life that is very demanding and mom life, which we Mm. all know is also very demanding. Yep. Definitely. So yeah, that's the Think Happy podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's so great to have you on the show and, um, yeah, just enjoy the rest of your day. I know it's evening where you're, um, yeah. while we're recording this, it's mm-hmm. afternoon for me. So, so yeah. <laughs> well, and for your listeners also, Kisa mm-hmm. will be back on, or will be on my show too. So, yes. um, yeah. So get excited for that. Yeah. Be on the lookout for that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much okay. for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people or better yet, just share this episode with someone who could benefit from the content I share. I would greatly appreciate it.